Hey there, my beloved baddies. <laughs> Welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we are going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. I <laughs> am in another cavernous ass hotel. I don't know what's going on uh, stylistically, architecturally, aesthetically <laughs> in Greece, but what I do know is I have never been anywhere with the kind of acoustics of the hotel I was in last week when I recorded or the hotel now. They're bananas. <laughs> it's actually really weird for me to try to record because I think I've gotten, I think I've got, I think I've gotten this, I think I've got the settings. <laughs> We're spinning out already. The settings, um, okay for you all for listening because listen, I, which you are, I hate something that isn't sharp. So if it's, fuzziness in an audio or fuzziness in a picture, it drives me bonkers. So bonkers that I was going to record this like nine hours ago, but um, it I just couldn't get the sound together because the reverberation and the echoing in these rooms are so um, distracting. <laughs> so I was searching kind of like what to do. So I um, updated my OS on my computer I re-downloaded the program that I work with to, try to get like the latest model because the latest, is it called a model when it's an app? The latest version um, wasn't compatible with the OS I had. So I had to go through all these steps. It took forever. And finally I get it all set up and it's still, I don't know, I'm doing my best. So hopefully you're not getting too much kickback or fuzz or reverberation. I'm, I'm going to keep fiddling with it until I send it out. But these acoustics, man, like I, they're, listen, they're perfect if you want to serenade yourself. And I did do a medley of uh, Phoebe Dobson's greatest hits earlier. Um, underrated artist, underrated singer, if you ask me. So <laughs> I was singing to myself, loving the way it sounded. I was kind of using it to test out my program. But then it came time to record and the, the deafeningness of it all. Anyway, we're here. We're bad witches, which means it doesn't have to be perfect, but we're still going to get it done. And it's still going to be really, really, really kick-ass. So um, I am still in Crete. And I had a very interesting conversation with someone a couple of days ago, which made me think about all of us as witches, bad witches, our coven itself. And um, so I was having breakfast with this this lovely, lovely woman. And over the course of, you know, just talking to each other and telling little bits and pieces of our life, she revealed to me that she had lost her partner um, a year ago. And it, when she told me, it kind of caught me off guard because she had referenced um, this person a few times in the conversation. And, and it, it sounded very present tense, which I in no way, you know, blame her in how she chooses to remember, uh, you know, this, this great love in her life and how she chooses to talk about this person. But um, in the course of the conversation, she told me that he had passed away and it kind of came out abruptly. So when she said it and, you know, we have a bit of a language barrier, it caught me off guard and <laughs> I am not laughing at the situation. I am naturally kind of an awkward, shy person and don't always have the correct reactions to things anyway. 
And so it took me a second to register what she was saying to me. And, um, you know, and then she, I felt so honored that she felt comfortable enough to kind of just let that out. It, it felt, it felt like a bottle that needed to be uncorked and she kind of just spilled, you know, she spilled her guts about, about this person and this, this love that she had and what happened when the person passed away and the life they were playing together. And, you know, it was really very sad, very heartbreaking, but also this beautiful moment between two relative strangers where I, I thought it was very cool that she felt so comfortable being open with me. And it got me to thinking about the nature of witches and empaths and how we have that effect on people. I don't know if, I mean, <clears throat> I had only just, you know, kind of met this person. I don't know if this is something she would have been open to sharing with a lot of people um, or if, if she just felt comfortable with me. But I have heard a lot over the course of my life that people do feel compelled to tell me things about their lives and um, deep, any, all kinds of things. And I think that, not I think, I know that to be very much part of having an empathic nature and being a witch. <clears throat> Y'all, my allergies. <laughs> so sorry. I am just going between like air conditioning or heat because it's either a hundred degrees in a hundred degrees in Greece. That's a hard sentence. Or it's like 20 degrees. So I'm sorry. Like between the reverberations and the allergies, you may never come back, but I hope you do. Anyway, so um so yeah, I have found that people tend to be very compelled to just share with witches. You know, it's something about us that feels like we're very trustworthy and that it whatever we have to offer won't come from a place of judgment and that we do have something to offer. And I think they other people that may not identify as witches or be empaths, because you know empaths are a specific group of people, and boy are we tired. Um, I think that they can feel that we have a natural sensitivity and a natural natural ability to soothe. A situation or soothe a person. It's like how kids really, really like me, even though I'm not the biggest fan of kids all the time. I got some favorites out there, but um, kids, I'm I have a very maternal nature, even though I don't want to have kids and don't spend that much time around children. But you know, children are so sensitive, and animals are so sensitive, and they can really, really pick up those empathic traits in people and are drawn to people that have the kind of connections that witches have. So I was, I really was so, it was just kind of a blessing that, that, that the woman that I was sharing that, that small piece of time in like all of our lives, um, felt comfortable enough to share that with me and maybe seek out some comfort from my natural magic or from my nature. And it is, it's something that I just have found being a big, big thread in my life where people just tell me any and everything. I mean, it, truly, when I say spill their guts, I mean, I know things about people that their priests don't know. <laughs> I know things about people that I think their therapists don't know, that their mama doesn't know, that their best friend doesn't know, that their goldfish doesn't know. And um, I'm, I was wondering, you know, if I always have to bring it to the coven, right? Do you all kind of experience that same thing? 
Because what I find more than anything, and this can be during a reading session or if someone just finds out about the podcast or if, you know, being a witch comes up in conversation a lot more in 2019 than you think it would because, you know, we've talked about before, it has become very trendy and very cool to be a witch and to tap into your crystals and your candles and everybody has their sage in Palo Santo or hopefully their uh, ethical alternative by now. But I find that people immediately want to tell me their whole entire life story, which I don't mind. I love talking <laughs> and I love listening. I, I love listening to people's stories and try to be some kind of comfort or help to them. And so with that experience I just had and my sneaking suspicion that you all as witches and empaths and magic makers and all those wonderful things experience the same thing. I wanted to talk about card reading this episode. And I know, I don't know. I think that I mentioned it last week, but I was also, uh, the Scorpio full moon still had its foot on my neck last week. And I was in that room that was reverberating so loud. So I was just getting feedback of myself. I don't know. I don't know what I was talking about, but I do know that we definitely cast some circles. And at the end of the day, that's what really matters. Speaking of, did you do your homework? Did you research a little bit more about casting circles? Did you cast a circle? Did you step up your casting a circle game? Let me know. Uh, Drop me an email at thebowitchpodcast at gmail.com. Wow, my voice is really trying to give out already. Uh Uh-uh. We... Not today. We're not doing this. We have so much to talk about. Or um, hit up the Bad Witch Facebook group. And um, also, you can get me on Twitter. I don't know if I've ever shared my Twitter, um, but I do talk to a, I do talk to a couple of you there, and it's really nice. So um, I'm twitter.com. What is it? <laughs> twitter.com slash chow c i a o underscore Mickey M i c k u i M-O-U-S-C. Okay, but not the mouse part, just the Mickey part. Um, I don't talk about, it's not like a bad witch Twitter. I use it for my my Instagram life too, but I talk about witchcraft and I talk about um, Bill Skarsgård, which I know you can never get enough Bill Skarsgård content. Isn't that why you really listen to this podcast? And um, just retweet things about smashing the patriarchy and, um, you know, uplifting women and uplifting people of However, they didn't, they didn't, wow, Southern accents really kick in for being in another country. Um, however, they identify, and I don't know what else I tweet about, TV shows and food, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> but if you want to get me on Twitter, um, I know a lot, some people just don't have Facebook, and listen, you don't have to get Facebook to join a Facebook group. There are more important things to do with your time, but if you happen to be, and if you happen to be on Facebook, hit up the Facebook group, we've got some good stuff going on in there. So yeah, I wanted to talk about card reading this week because of, because I think I did say it last week, but also because this experience I had, you know, I've said before, when I have a topic in mind, I'll kind of look for signs that show me that I'm on the right path for this week. Um, And I think that that conversation I had with that lovely, lovely woman, and I really am making a note now to check in with her. um, It, it was Yeah, it was like a, yes, this is what you should talk about because not only are witches leaders in our community and not only are we sisters in our community and not only are we, sorry, I started laughing because when I said sister, I thought of James Charles and 
just YouTube is such a mess. <laughs> it's just been crazy, but that's not what we're here for. It's not a YouTube podcast. Um, we're sisters in our community. We're pillars in our community. We're leaders. Um, we are absolutely healers. And we really do kind of function as, I don't want to say therapists because I very much do believe in therapy and I champion it. And I think everyone can kind of benefit from it. But um, what, what, what would be a good replacement word? We, people, confidants, that's a good word. Okay, so, because <laughs> I don't want to take anyone's like legitimate medical training away or years and years of school and practice and interning and all that stuff. But I do, I feel like we're healers and we're confidants for a lot of people. And if you have already done card readings before or created rituals for people or poured a candle for someone or come in and done a cleansing for someone or, you know, acted as a medium, whatever your specific skill set is, you know that people, and this isn't a bad thing, <laughs> this isn't a bad thing, that People in those situations, and I, I tend to think people overall, and not to say in a narcissistic way or in a very self-involved way, we all like to talk about ourselves. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I find myself interesting. I think that most people find themselves pretty interesting. And as long as it's coming from a place of engaging in a dialogue and you're not just going, uh-huh, 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 is it my turn to talk yet? Or are you just going to, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure we all have encountered people that are just waiting for their turn to talk or making things about themselves or only interested in their story and their perspective. But I feel like as long as we're all interested in dialogue and we're all interested in conversation, then it's not a bad thing that you want to talk about yourself sometimes. It's just, I really feel like that's human nature. And especially when, as witches, we're in a position where a lot of the time when we're dealing with the public, <laughs> like people that come to us for whatever reason, for a potion, for a spell, for meditation, whatever the case may be, um, you know, we are very much providing a service. And when people go in a situation where they are provided a service, they, I find that they do expect to be able to gear the conversation about themselves. You know, obviously someone's not going to come to me for a reading and I'm going to be like, okay, but what about me? <laughs> Not to say that I don't find it very helpful to provide your own anecdotes when the time comes, but, you know, a reading is about being a vessel and about delivering the messages. Hopefully no one wants to shoot the messenger, but it's about being a vessel for the communications that are coming, in my case, from the goddesses that I'm giving out to the person that the messages are for. I am the intermediate, why did I try to say that word? Intermediate, in <laughs> I give up. I know the word. I just can't pronounce anything. I am definitely the vessel. That's a good word. Why do we have to go with anything else? So, um, yeah, if you've worked with people before that have come to you for your, your magic and for your gifts and, you know, it is our responsibility to spread that out into the world and, and to not keep them to ourselves and be selfish about it, even though it's per of course, always perfectly fine to do magic for yourself. You know, why the hell would I, be able to cast spells and do candle magic and read cards and just be like, I wonder what is going to happen. I wonder if I could change the circumstance, you know, like, of course you can. Um, but you know, as much as we give to ourselves, we want to give to everyone else as well. Well, every, mm, I was about to say everyone else who's deserving, but then like, is it up to us to understand and to decide who is deserving of something or who isn't? conversation for another day whoever gives you a good vibe you feel like it's coming from a good pure light place then yeah go for it but um let's 
talk about I'm gonna save the I'm gonna save the crystal towards the end but I will tell you now because I really really like saying this crystal's name well it's technically a stone not a crystal I believe um but I really enjoy saying its name <laughs> so the name is chrysocola isn't that lovely chrysocola I love it so much it's almost as good as lapis lazuli <laughs> but not quite but chrysocola I love saying that so if you um, want to jump ahead and pause the podcast and look at chrysocola or if you already have a chrysocola in your possession bravo pull it out for the rest of this podcast and um, we are going to talk all about card readings so I've told y'all before um oh and I'm <laughs> unfortunately I'm so sorry I have to skip patreon shoutouts this week because patreon's down and um, as a bad witch, it has never occurred to me to write down all the names, which I will do as soon as Patreon's back up. But um, I have to record now because my mom is getting to Athens tomorrow and I'm getting to Athens tomorrow. So it's going to be very impossible with uh, Mama Donna, our, our head witch in charge, truly. The, the mother of all witches <laughs> our podcast, for the bad witch coven at least, um, to record anything because we're going to be running around and also she's a very very silly person and anytime she sees me trying to do something she likes to pop her head in and like make noise or like do whatever <laughs> she's a very she's hilarious so sorry that I can't do my patreon shout outs but just know if you have signed up for patreon of course as I tell you every week and I mean it with my whole heart from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet you mean so much to me I really 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 appreciate it and for all of you that are here the reviews are stellar and I mean, I don't mean like my personal reviews for this podcast are stellar. I mean, the reviews that I read on iTunes are stellar. You all are so bright and so funny. And they just tickle me so much when I read them. Um, and thank you for downloading and telling other people and for being in the Facebook group and for sending in your emails. You all mean the world to me. And I love you so much. And, you know, speaking of card reading, there would not be a podcast without my cards, which I told a story way back. 20 whole weeks ago. Can y'all believe this? We're at episode 20. That's kind of crazy, right? I feel like that's a milestone. We should celebrate. What should we do? I'm personally going to go find some cake to eat, but like celebrate however you see fit. But you know, way back in the first episode, and I know not all of you have listened to it, which do it at your own pace, pick it up when you want to. Um, I talked about the reason that I, I knew I wanted to do something with with this witch thing that it really come kicking full force back into my life. Um, and I was reading my cards one night and it was around, I got my wisdom teeth out. Yes, y'all. If you have problems with, this is a sidebar, <laughs> but if you have problems with your wisdom teeth, if you still have your wisdom teeth and it has been recommended to you by your orthodontist, orthodontist, orthodontics, listen, we don't have time for this. Um, get them out. Don't wait until you're 31 years old like I did because those teeth are in there. <laughs> my friend um, Fallon, her husband, who's also my friend, um, he was like, oh, when I had my wisdom teeth out, you know, I was fine 24 hours later. I like went back to school or whatever. And I was like, well, how old were you? And he was like, oh, I was 14. <sighs> how dare you? <laughs> I was 31. Those teeth had taken root. So listen, this is just a side note because as witches we are healers and we want the best for our coven you got to get those bad boys out and if you have the means to do so and you have you know time to take get them out don't wait until your early 30s because those suckers will 
try to, they'll, they'll get you worse than any Mercury retrograde you've ever been through. But anyway, so I was reading my cards and, um, I have talked about the deck I used before, which is Dorian Virtu Goddess Oracle deck. And, um, it is an orange box with, it'd be great if I had like some visuals I could throw up now. I'll post it in the Facebook group. I'll post a picture when I get back to America. Just realized I didn't have them with me. Um, with, uh, I say Dana, but I think the correct pronunciation is Donna on the front of the box, which is a high priestess card. And she is what showed to me right before I started this podcast. And basically the message is you are put here and you have all of this knowledge that you've collected over all of these lifetimes, all this wisdom that you need to push forth now. Like you need to be a teacher. You need to write. You need to offer this to the world. You need to offer this to other witches and kind of be a mentor. Like I've had so many great mentors in my life. Um, you know, there's a post in the Facebook group right now and people have asked me before, do you have, you know, certain resources that you look to for learning about witchcraft and, you know, how did you kind of do it? And to be honest, aside from the Modern Witches spell book that I talked about a couple episodes ago, which was my first toe in and um, the Wicca Bible, even though, you know, I'm not strictly Wicca, this podcast is not strictly Wicca. I, I really just use it kind of for reference. And the day that I went to the witch store, one of my many witch stores I like to frequent, um, I flipped. I was seeing Rihanna. Am I ever going to learn how to say that name? She's one of my goddesses in my deck, by the way. I was singing Rhiannon to myself, and I just opened the book to a random page, and it was about Rhiannon. So I was like, all right, if that's not a sign, I don't know what it is. So I bought that book, and it, it is a good um, it is a good little crash course and kind of a 101 for witchcraft. But when people ask me about it, I have learned the most and continue to learn the most from my mentors. I've just had – I've been very fortunate to have – witches in my life who have taught me some amazing lessons. And so, you know, with that, having that in my background and having Donna, Dana, <laughs> can't say it right, um, appear to me in that moment. And I already kind of had this thing turning in my head that it was time for me to use my voice and to write and to speak and to put all this wisdom I've collected over all this time. And I don't mean in these 32 years of this lifetime, but I mean eras of, and in decades and centuries and millennia, you know, um, it was time to push that forward and to put it out there. So yes, bad witch itself, we have to give uh, a, a shout out to the cards because that's where it comes from. So I'm going to be talking about Oracle cards. That is what I read. If you <laughs> have listened to the first episode, I think it was in there as well. I have mentioned that tarot cards don't want nothing to do with me. And I guess the feelings mutual. <laughs> so the first time I ever picked up a tarot deck, I was maybe 14 and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't vibe with it. I, I couldn't, there was no energy between us. I couldn't read them. I couldn't interpret them. I couldn't even really kind of learn all the meanings. And, you know, maybe put that up to youth and be 14 and wanting to go, like, I don't know. What are 14 years? When was I 14? What was I doing? I was just watching Passions. I was just staying home from school so I could watch Passions because it had a witch in it. It was the best soap opera ever. Regardless of the witch, Passions was the best soap opera ever. But, um, I, so, I, I you know, I, being that young, I was just like, okay, whatever. This isn't meant for me. And then I tried to circle back when I was about 18. And I went and got another deck. 
And let me say this. So a lot of people have, um, not a lot of people, it's a common belief or saying in witchcraft that you need to be gifted a set of cards to use them. I don't think that's true. I wasn't gifted my cards and things have gone swimmingly. Um, and of course, isn't that a wonderful idea that you have been gifted these cards and kind of like that legacy of witchcraft that kind of runs through it from the person you're getting them from and then you use that and it's like this this melding of energy but it's okay to go out and get your own cards there are many beautiful decks out there that are waiting to be brought to a lovely witch's home so don't feel like oh I can't do it because no one's giving it to me well I mean someone could never give it to you <laughs> then what are you gonna do you know just never see if this is something for you so um yes tarot I tried again when I was 18 and same thing. I, I was older. I was more, I don't know. I probably wasn't more into being a witch because it didn't really kick in until I was 30, in my, around there. And then I was just worried about, like, boys and just, like, boys, mostly. <laughs> and, you know, being in college and drinking and fool, just pure D foolishness. Um, so I put it aside again. And I think I went back one more time <clears throat> in my mid-20s. And same thing, it, there's just no connection. I just did, there was no energy. There was no thread. There was no cord there. And it just wouldn't establish. And so I went, <clears throat> I'm sorry, y'all. Allergies. I went all that time thinking that I just didn't have a gift for card reading. I just, it just wasn't for me. And I have said this in the first episode, maybe a couple other times, I'll say it now. This episode may not lead you on the path of finding out that card reading is your thing. It's not for everyone. And that's okay. I not everything is for everyone. And that's okay. There's no reason to get down on yourself because you're not a tarot card reader, or you're not an oracle card reader, you could totally excel and be the baddest witch at something else. And that's your gig and no one can take that away from you. So listen, we're gonna put this out here because it's a very common thing. It's something that's very important to my witchcraft. So I feel compelled to talk about it and to kind of break it down. But card reading ain't for everybody. And that's okay. Don't be don't be hard on yourself if you never find the connection like I did. So tarot cards, eh. <laughs> they didn't like me. I didn't like them. Um, and I thought that was that. I was like, all right, I can't read cards. That Let's look into other things. Candle magic. That's something I always knew I could do. Always knew I really liked fire. <laughs> Always, you know, knew that I could potentially burn my house down because I like it a little too much. Um, so I was like, cool. I know I have candle magic, and that's a really strong suit for me. So I get to my thirties, and everything starts to activate. Um, you know, witch powers activate. <laughs> I don't know. And um, I had been kind of talking to my mentor, and she had pulled some cards for me. And one day I was. <clears throat> Not, I'm going to stop apologizing. I know that's like so annoying. Um, but like, just like I really like sharp noise. I also don't like hearing people cough or chew or click their tongue and all that stuff and say, um, a hundred times, even though I totally do that. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, 30 years old, I'm digging it with my, with my mentor, <laughs> my witch mentor. And she, we had this really deep regressive session and she pulled cards for me and pulled crystals and all that stuff. That was wonderful. I definitely recommend an exhaustive records reading, um, past life, in kind of a broader sense, as we just say kind of in colloquially. So I'm sitting in, she re recommended one witch for me, and I'm sitting in my bed one day, and I 
the cards called me. They, I didn't know what deck to look for. I didn't know <laughs> what to get. I didn't, all I know was I was, I just got this feeling, oh, you need to go to the switch door that you like and you need to pick up cards. That's, that's what you need to do. You need to do that right now. So I get to the witch door and in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a, a tarot deck. This is it. I'm finally going to be able to read tarot. Hallelujah. <laughs> when I get to the witch door, um, I'll tell you, it was Spellbound Sky in Los Angeles. Uh, beautiful. If you want to get the best crystals of your life, unreal. They have the best selection. And it's also where I got my crystal cola. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> so I get to the witch door, Spellbound Sky, and they didn't have tarot decks. They had an Oracle deck, or they had a couple of collections of Oracle decks. And I was like, well, I came all the way here. I drove through LA traffic. I parked. I walked in the sun for more than 10 feet. So I'm, I'm leaving here with this deck. And that was what made all the difference. It wasn't that I can't read cards. It's just that I hadn't found the right cards for me yet. So I go home and I open the deck and I'm like, oh, there's a pamphlet. Okay, skim. <laughs> Listen, I'm an impatient person by nature. Y'all know that by now. The universe is constantly trying to teach me patience. Um, but I did go through kind of the, the ritual of consecrating the cards and, and getting them familiar with myself, which I'll share in a second. But I did that and I pulled one card and... My question was something along the lines of what goddess is with me? And that's the thing too. I'm, I'm such a feminist and it, I really, even though we always talk about goddesses carry male and female energy. And so you don't have to strictly, you know, be aligned one way to work with them or to call on them, any of that stuff. But to me, it meant a lot that every card I was going to be working with did carry a positive female energy. So the question was along the lines of what goddess is with me now? What what message do I need to be receiving at this point in my life? Something like that. And the card I pulled was Quan Yin. And um, I, I won't go into the whole message, but it was so spot on in that part of my life that I just burst into tears. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is real. It's real and I can do this. And so um, I think I pulled for myself for a few days and then I was like, all right, cool. Anybody want a reading? <laughs> And at this point, of course, I wasn't, um, you know, charging for them. I was just like, Does it, who wants to see? Let's just see how it goes. Because something that I have found with reading cards is that even as long as I've been doing it at this point, they'll say something to the person I'm reading for. And I'll, I will have the doubt and be like, I don't know about that. And I'll put the card down anyway, because, you know, they're, they're the ones talking. I'm just putting it down. And the person will be like, oh, that's so crazy that you said that. You said that I should like look into, um, you, I should look into a career working with children because I'm getting my uh, master's in elementary education or secondary education or something. So it's like, I, I always tell people, I don't know anything. The cards know. I'm just here to tell you what they know. <laughs> that's it. I'm just here to be in the middle. Um, yeah, so, and so it was really amazing in those first couple of days of really kind of testing it out. You know, I'm very much a practical application. Like, let's do a real life. Let's do this real life. Let's not just, you know, read about it. Let's do it. And it was really amazing. Even in those first, first readings and those first moments of doing the cards. The thing is, they got me to trust my ability because the card I pulled for myself was so spot on. And then I did a full spread for myself, which when I do it, I do a three card spread. 
and it was so spot on that I was like, oh damn, okay, I can, this is real. I mean, I know it's real, but like, it's real, real. <laughs> so, and then I did the readings for the few people and it was the same thing. Stuff I wouldn't know, things, things that didn't make sense to me when I was putting it down and in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to say this and they're going to be like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. Like, you don't know what, you, you're bad at this. You know, it's always like little feelings of self-doubt, which is totally normal. But the more I did it, the more I got confidence in myself as a reader and the more I got confidence in the goddesses you know you just have to trust <laughs> whatever whoever whatever you're talking to wherever these messages are coming from in the universe from goddesses you know other deities um angels you just gotta you have to trust it because it's all falling into the place it's meant to be in so yeah it's it's and it happened again I I told y'all about this in some episode who knows which one <laughs> but the second time I ever was called and the cards were like come get me and I never after I got that first deck I never felt compelled to get another deck I felt whole and complete and then about a year and a half later um I got the call I just I just knew the feeling and I went to the witch store <laughs> I should start a witch store just called the witch store <laughs> anyway um and there was a yes no deck and at that time in my life I was dealing with a lot of anxiety I mean I'm always dealing with a lot of anxiety but I was dealing with a heightened anxiety at that time and what I needed was quick answers I didn't always need to pull out a full spread and to read past present future what I needed in those moments was a yes or no and it, it helped put my mind to ease so I went and there was a deck and it was by the same person and I got it, and I feel like my little card family is complete. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I'll never buy another deck, but for now, it feels like I got these two cards, these two decks that really complement each other, and they're sisters. And there's there's a feeling that I I brought my kids home, you know, <laughs> and they're and they're together and they're happy, and we're a beautiful family. So, <clears throat> if the tarot thing hasn't worked for you. It may just be that oracles your thing. And if tarot and oracle haven't worked for you, it could just be that potions are your thing. Or that being that you're a medium, a psychic medium, and you can um, you know, talk to spirits. Maybe that's your thing. Uh, maybe you're a green witch. Maybe you're a witch that works, you know, through cooking and through expressing things that way. It's not every Again, not everything is for everyone, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you have found that tarot isn't your thing in the past, then oracle might be it. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between tarot and oracle. <laughs> because whenever I do the readings for people, I say, um, yeah, I do a three-card oracle reading, you know, yeah, 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 whole spiel. And people will come back to me, you know, I, I get a lot of repeat people, which is wonderful because it means that the messages resonated and that it's, it was, it's, it's really a big compliment that people feel like they want to come back and be, it, it was legitimate because, you know, not every person that reads cards, not every person that has a crystal ball, not every person that creates spells is a real, you know, I want to say a real witch, but is a, it's a witch. It's just a witch. You know, some people just do it because they see that it's the way to make money. And that's a thing in every walk of life. People will just do things because they think it's the easy way to, to make money and to, I don't know. I don't know why you would temper with that kind of stuff and pretend to have magic when you don't and, and tempt karma. I'm certainly not going to do that. Um, 
So those people that'll come back to me or will refer people to me will be like, oh, can I get another tarot card reading? Or their friend will say, oh, I hear you read tarot. And, you know, I'm like, oh, well, it's actually Oracle and it's a little bit different. But here's what I do. So tarot is more known. It's more popular. People are going to use the word tarot interchangeably. This reminds me of when I was a ballet student many, many years ago, and people would say point shoes versus toe shoes. And so, you know, being not so in the know as a kid, I would say my ballet teacher, like, oh, when can I start wearing toe shoes? And she was like, point shoes, you know, ever call them toe shoes. Ballerinas call them point shoes. Um, but they're just kind of interchangeable, you know, when people don't know this difference specifically or know better, which is fine. So tarot is usually going to be like a 78 piece uh, deck, sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less, whereas Oracle cards will be kind of a range of anything. I believe that my deck has 44, but it could be like five cards or it could be like 100 cards. <laughs> Basically, tarot is just a little bit more strict in how it's interpreted. Um, i trying to say it the right way, especially because I don't read tarot cards, so I don't want to say <laughs> just kooky but it it you know the cards kind of have more of a strict meaning and there's not as much open to interpretation in the way that I've learned about it whereas oracle is more free form and free flowing and it can mean a lot of things and it's kind of what you channel in that moment and I wonder if that that's why oracle is a better fit for me because my mind is kind of just free form <laughs> I just don't do as well in um like a stricter circumstance where things have to mean you know what they mean for me when I read the cards my oracle cards it's not only like oh this card represents this and this is the meaning behind it but I can I can connect it in different ways and get the messages that I need to that aren't xyz you know it's you can just kind of express what comes I can express what comes into my mind what pops into my head I get a lot of visions visuals when I'm reading oracle cards um and you know words that just kind of come in not to say that tarot doesn't allow you the freedom to interpret it but there's a, a little more freedom of interpretation with oracle cards the best way I've ever heard described is that tarot cards Oracle cards are like if you're having a meal and you're having a full meal and it doesn't, and it's going to satisfy you, but <clears throat> tarot is kind of like the ingredients of that meal and kind of get you more into the nitty gritty of it all, which I've had, I've only had Oracle readings with myself. And so I can't really say it's not as specific or, you know, getting into those nitty gritties because I obviously know myself in the situation. <laughs> But um, when I've had tarot card readings, I I have felt that they're a bit more specific. Um, and you can kind of gear more specific questions and get more specific answers than you will with Oracle. Oracle to me is about guidance and tarot is more about answers. Does that make sense? Not to, But not to make it sound like Oracle is discredited because it can definitely give you a shit ton of answers as well for sure you can definitely get exactly what you need after an oracle reading um tarot almost and also because with the oracle reading i do a three card spread and with tarot you'll get a wider spread it kind of just breaks things down in my opinion a little bit more whereas you can kind of just talk your way through an oracle reading and i think that's why it kind of does feel like a therapy session sometimes 
Because when you start going through it, people are like, oh, well, maybe it means this or it could mean this. And I think it relates to this. And you can really, really chop it up and talk about it and see what else kind of comes through. Through. Comes true. Both. And um, I do, so I do a three-card spread with my oracle, but I also um, will add in a yes and no. If, if there is a question that's like, should I break up with my boyfriend? Should I move? You know, something that's very to the point, then I will put that in as well. Because, you know, sometimes we just do need a yes or no. Like, that's it. Sometimes we don't need to know that we're healing or we're growing. I mean, we do need to know that too. But sometimes we just need to know, yes, I, I should do this or no, I shouldn't do this. So talking about Oracle cards, the deck that I have, um, this is how I was instructed per the deck to consecrate them. Oh gosh, I hope I remember all of it because I've kind of modified it. So um, you take each card, I believe it's 44, like I said, all goddesses, my babes, and um, take one out at a time, hold it to your heart, kind of just let that cord form. So you do that 44 times and then you take them and you spread them open and you put the whole thing to your heart. And who I always feel very connected to, and I've talked about this in other episodes, um, I am extremely connected to Archangel Gabriel, who didn't appear in, that's not true, who appeared in my life many, 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 many times over the years. I did not recognize who it was, and he did not give me a name until I came into my witch awakening, right? So I like to bring Archangel Gabriel to it. And this is like so crazy that I have been aligned with this angel my whole life and he's a messenger. And it turns out that the thing that I am the most skilled at and kind of my like greatest gift to give other people is that I can be a messenger. Um, so I will ask him to guide me and to keep my heart pure and keep my intentions pure and to let me be a vessel for messages of good and of light to the people I am going to be reading for and as well for myself. And then I will put the whole deck together into my non-dominant hand which is my left hand and I knock it like a <laughs> do you hear that <laughs> like a click and um it just kind of sends your energy radiating radiating through the cards and then they're clear so you're ready to do your first reading well I mean you know do them with yourself <laughs> don't just buy a deck consecrate them and then go would anyone like a reading <laughs> Read yourself about five times first and then you can go on to other people. No, really, take your time and practice and don't feel like you have to rush it. You, I had my cards for like three days before I did it, but I'm crazy, as we know. You can have them for six months. Do it when you're comfortable and when you feel like the time is really right. So I, that's how you prepare your cards when you first get them. In between every reading I do, and I will be the first to say... I'm not always the best at doing this and it's not good. I need to be better at it. Um, I cleanse my cards with selenite. So I have a wand of selenite and I place the wand on the top of the deck. So I have the deck all in one hand and my left hand, non-dominant. I have the selenite wand in my dominant hand, my right hand. I place it on the top. I slide it underneath and place it on the bottom. And then I open the deck and I slide it into the middle just so that cleansing energy can radiate all the way through. I find that that's enough in between readings to get the cards clear. Um, if I've been doing like Sundays, it's really funny. When you do readings, you'll find that you, well, this is for me. I'll find that I won't have anyone request one for like a couple months. And then it'll be back to back to back to back. So sometimes I do marathon readings. And 
if it's a day like that, I'll spray them with um, salt water, sea salt water, or with Agua de Florida, and just get anyone's energies off of them because I don't want my energies affecting the cards, and I don't want anyone else's en energies layering on the cards. Speaking of, I know this isn't a universal rule. This is just a Mickey rule, and some people also do this. I don't let other people touch my cards, especially when I'm doing marathon readings, when I'm doing them in person, because I, listen, we're already doing a big exchange of energy. We're already bringing in the goddesses and the angels and all of this stuff. And so I, I don't let them touch the cards because I don't want their energy to get any more imprinted into the situation and affect the next person. I absolutely, you can take pictures of the cards. I send people the cards so I can be like, this is what it is. Go back over it because it's a lot of shit, right? We just went over a lot of stuff and it stirs up a lot. And, um, you know, it's absolutely, it's their reading. It's not my reading. I'm doing the reading for them. But at the end of the day, those cards are their cards and their messages. So absolutely, I let them take pictures. I'll send it to them. I just don't let them touch it because energy transference is a real thing. So, <clears throat> oh, these coughs. So when I do my reading, I do three cards. I've said for the hundredth time now. <laughs> so um, sometimes with tarot, you kind of think as like a past, present, future. I don't always like to think of it like that because it kind of gets people into the idea of like, this is your childhood. This is right now. And this is 30 years from now. It can, I like to think of it more as, say it with me, cyclical. <laughs> you knew it was coming. And it's just talking about where you are in your life and the things that may have influenced your present and the things that your present will lead you to, if that makes more sense. So um, I shuffle the cards. I like, I got into this new pattern where I will do like a deck shuffle, you know, like you're playing cards like you're paying Jim Rummy or something. I'll do that four times. I don't know where the four came from. I just, I do it four times. And then I just shuffle them kind of passing them back and forth in my hands. And this is the hardest part to explain. I just know when to flip the cards. It's it's an intuition thing. It's the goddesses giving you the message or whomever. It's giving you the message that, hey, it's time. This is your intuition. That intuition, that's one of those times in your life where it's really, really, really kicking in and and telling you, okay, here we go. This is the message. These are the cards. We're not going to get this wrong. Um, I have noticed that when it's time to flip the cards, I'll go, I'll just exhale a little bit and I'll also get a bit of a chill in my body. But again, that's going to be different for everyone. So I pull my three cards over. I go over all of them with my um, lovely person I'm reading for. And then I just give them a second to talk about it. You know, that's where the confidant, <laughs> that's where the surrogate therapy comes in. My biggest aim always when doing a reading is that people walk away feeling relieved. That That is what I hope more than anything. Um, and the reason I also like my Oracle card deck, like mine specifically, is because even though when you really do know tarot and you study and you go to someone that is very skilled in it, sometimes seeing certain cards can be a little scary. Um, but my cards are all full of a lot of light. And that's why I do kind of tend towards using my Oracle cards. And I mean, tarot wouldn't have me anyway, so it's not really a problem. But my biggest hope is that whoever is coming into the situation leaves relieved. Now, here are some totally normal reactions to having a card reading. People will cry. <laughs> some You might cry, honestly. Um, people will feel relieved, which is what we hope for. They'll feel hopeful, which is wonderful. And, um, you know, sometimes they'll 
be really open about where they are in their life and if they are healing and if there's a breakup going on or there's been a loss of any kind, you know, be ready to hear that stuff and be open to it with an open heart and offer. That's when I think it's really important to offer anecdotes if you can. So not just the messages the cards have, but say, hey, you know, I went through a really bad, I mean, I went through a really bad breakup. I just got ghosted. But I'm just saying like, I've been through this breakup too. And listen, there's something else out there. And this is what your cards are showing me. And you should be so hopeful because there's a new love coming. Um, but yeah, it's people, and we have such a stigma about crying, you know? And I always say it too, like, I'm such a crybaby. It's not a bad thing. It's just a fact. <laughs> but people feel kind of weird in their readings to let their emotions out and to cry. But like, what better time? Truly. It's it's totally fine. So if you find yourself doing your reading for someone and they're like, you know, I feel like I want to cry, be like, go for it. Absolutely. That is a normal reaction to what we're doing. We're talking about heavy ass stuff. And even if you're not talking about heavy ass stuff, it's a heavy emotion. It's it's a heavy lifting thing, you know? All these energies coming together. Um, and what I always like to tell the person that I've read for afterwards is to take a good old salt bath. Or if they can't do the bath, to do the salt in the warm water in the bowl over their shoulder in the shower. Just to take those energies off. You know, we've stirred up a lot of energies. They kind of envelop us. Envelop. Envelop? Yes, that's a word. <laughs> I was trying to say envelope. Anyway, envelop us kind of in the spiritual cloud. And it's so, you know, we need to rinse that away. Because a lot of times, just like this podcast where I give you homework, the cards will give you, you know, lessons that we need to be pursuing or healing that needs to be done or like some, some form of spiritual homework. So yeah, we sit down, have the reading, three cards spread. Yes, no, if that, if we really just need to get to, you know, get to it and get, get down on it. Is that a, is that a song? We don't have time for this. <laughs> and then after the reading is done, I, this is, um, uh, you know, I tell them, you know, you use your, do your salt bath and I'll come through with my selenite and I'll cleanse my cards. If I'm going between people over at the end of the night, you know, I'll go to Florida or sea, sea salt water. In between each reading, I will take my cards um, one by one because I only do three. So it doesn't take that long. And I will kiss the card. Sorry, I just covered my mouth. You could, I'm sorry if that was muffled. I'll kiss the card and then I'll touch the card to my third eye. And then I'll touch it to my heart. And I will say some variation of, thank you, goddesses, for your messages. We are so blessed. And um, then add it back to the deck. And in between each reading, along with the selenite, I like to knock the deck with my dominant hand just to send my energy back through it. Um, but yeah, that is how I do my reading. And I always like to be really sure to tell people it's okay if this doesn't all, you know, resonate with you right this second and it's okay to come back to me you know we always want to be like an open we're not we're not just vessels but we want to be open vessels so I always encourage people I read for to come back to me and tell me you know oh you know I was doing this thing and this thing popped up or I was I had a dream and this came out to me from the reading and you know what do you think this means we're not just vessels in that moment we're also interpreters <laughs> so we have to kind of walk people through it and readings they can be so fun and they're so full of light and they're just really these wonderful times we get to spend one-on-one -on -one with people and really use our magic to like help other people which is so gratifying and so wonderful but <laughs> they are they are draining you know we've talked about this in the candle magic episode any type of energy you're expanding expanding expending there we go magically it takes something out of you and that's why we always have to be really careful about practicing self-care for ourselves afterwards. Like not only do they need to do the salt baths, we need to do them as well. 
We need to smudge. We need to clear all the energy. And, you know, drink some water and take a damn nap if you need to. Um, I had it recommended to me also. And I, I actually don't do this because bad witch. You know, bad witch. But, hey, my readings will come out good, so I'm killing it. Um, I've been told to drink rose-infused water can help with, you know, just recuperating after doing marathon reading. And it seems like I frequently do marathon. It's like, <laughs> come one, come all. Is Mercury in retrograde? You better come through. Um, but yeah, so and people will definitely come back to you and it, it's an ongoing thing, which is wonderful. You know, you want to build that relationship with the people you're reading for. And I always, I, I don't want to lie to y'all. <laughs> so because we're bad witches, I don't smudge as regularly as I should. And I don't read my cards as reg regularly as I should. Ideally, the schedule I would be on would be doing them at the same time because you're clearing out energy and you're ready to receive new messages to take you into the week. Um, I find with Oracle cards, so here's the thing. If people are seeking out a reading, it's for a reason. I mean, there might be the smallest percent I encounter people that are like, oh, I just thought it'd be fun. I've never done this before or I've done it before. And I just thought it was fun. So I just want to see. But most people are turning to you because they need to know something or they want to know something like, you know, something's up. So it really can't be stated enough how much energy is going to come up to the surface because you will get a lot of people that are coming to you with anxiety or with fear, um, with concern, all kind, you know, all kind of the same thing. <laughs> or with sometimes you will truly get life changing, life altering questions, and people feel that that's a safe space. You know, like where can I get these answers, but from something unseen and something that's more than what like the material earth, not the material earth, but like the material world that we live in can give me. So yeah, it stirs up a lot. <laughs> That's where those emotions come from. It's people really seeking out answers. It's it's gonna be a small small percentage of people that just think it's fun and it's a thing to do. Um, but it's gonna be a lot more people that really are searching for something. And we're the ones that are gonna give it to them, baby. You know, the best that we can. But that's why it's really important that we self-care ourselves after we do a long parade of readings and that we also advise the people that we read for to take care of themselves and to not just sit in that moment because we do stir so much stuff up. We have to kind of release it and come back to it. Um, and that's why I like to take the pictures or like send the cards to people when I can without letting them touch them. <laughs> you know, I just don't want all that energy. It's too much. Um, but it's, it's for them to come back to because all of the answers that we are putting forth, whether it's for ourselves or for other people, it won't always be immediately apparent. Um, there's readings I've done for myself. I did a reading for myself right before I left for this trip. And it was like, you're going to find new love. This is, you know, just a quick breakdown. You're going to find new love. You're going to move to a new place. And what's the other one? I think it was like abundance. And, um, I don't know what any of that exactly means, as in, I don't know who this person's going to be. It's, it's still Taurus card, basically. But <laughs> I don't know who this person's going to be or where I'm going to move to. Um, I, I feel the abundance all the time because I always try to welcome abundance in. But, uh, you know, it could be more abundance. I wouldn't shake a finger at that. But I am just keeping myself open to the signs right now because, okay, so we have our yes, no answers, and yeah, we know. But I'm just keeping myself open to the possibilities and the signs around me and being somewhere where I'm like so removed from my normal everyday life and being in Crete and being able to just have more 
quiet that's been such a theme you know I told y'all last week the quiet has been like insane around me recently and like the, the feeling of solitude good and bad that I know the signs are out there and I just have to be say it with me patient <laughs> so um I also wanted to say about oracle cards because so going back to people will definitely approach you for a reason you know nine times out of ten I find I there's two ways if you were interested in reading oracle cards that I would suggest I would I like to say well would you like to do a general reading that's way number one or do you have a topic you would like to look at what's I like to say what's on your mind because you think about a reading is I might come to you and say um, I want to know how this new business venture is going to go. But if I'm actually worried about my love life, then the cards are going to usually pick up on that. It's like the stuff that's floating around. Did y'all ever, did y'all ever read Sideways Stories from Wayside School? I think it was in that book. It was in one of those Lewis Satcher books. Sacker? Lewis Satcher? Ten-year-old me is very disappointed that I don't remember how to pronounce it, but there was a story in one of those books. I used to love those. I actually made a joke. I mean, was it a joke? I said, I don't know if it was funny. I said on a tweet on Twitter not that long ago where I was like, all I want for Easter is like those sideways stories that was side school anthology. Someone just get it for me. But I always think about there was a story in one of those books where they had a substitute teacher and she had an ear on top of her head, but you couldn't see it. It was covered by hair, but she could read people's thoughts. And so it was something in the story where she had fallen in love with this man and they were going to get married. And she finally, when she felt like she could trust him, showed him the ear. And he was like, Oh, I'm going to, that's what it was. He was like, bought her an engagement ring. They were going to get engaged. And he was like, was that it? We don't have time for this. So he was like, Oh, I'm going, when she showed him the ear, she said, Oh, I'm going to, is that what it was? Or he bought her a pair of earrings, something like that. And when he, she showed him the ear. She was, he said, oh, I'm going to go get another earring because you obviously need another one. And she never heard from him again. So it made her very bitter. And so she decided to become a substitute teacher. <laughs> and so she um, spent, you know, the whole, the whole like story listening to the kids' thoughts and then kind of using it against them. And then at the very end, someone had, I don't know who the teacher was, to come up with her baby. Yes. And she listened to the baby's thoughts and it was like very sweet. This like pure moment that she hadn't had in a really long time. And it kind of just changed her whole attitude about everything. And <laughs> all that to say, that is how I think about um, when you're reading cards for other people or for yourself. It's like what's coming up to the top of your mind and people kind of having that concept of like the cards have that ear at the top and they can hear what's at the surface kind of bubbling up and what's, you know, frothing up to the top even if you want to say it's about something else. <clears throat> so I do warn people that number one, the cards are going to address what needs to be addressed and not just what I am asking for you or what you are asking about. And that you can't always get as many questions as you may hope out of one reading. I will try, the more details I find that people give me, the more I can pull out of the three cards. But sometimes I get people that are just like, I just want to know about my love life and my career. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> let's see what happens, <laughs> which is fine. You know, we can work with, we can work with all types, but if you're going to be reading for someone else or you're going to go into your reading, just know that what is really the, the, that cream that has risen to the top, that is what's going to be addressed. And that 
with that, what's going to be addressed is, you know, determined by that. <clears throat> you may not get all the answers for all the questions that you have in that time. And I also find that it's not the best practice. Number one, you can't keep asking about the same thing because the cards will tell you maybe twice. And the third time they're gonna be like, did you hear me the first time? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> you don't, you don't want to listen. That's the answer. You have your answer. Um, so if you keep asking the same thing over and over and hoping for something different, the cards are going to get really jumbled and just kind of like go on the fritz, you know, like, it's not going to work. And if you do want to revisit something, it's better to revisit it in the concept of progress as opposed to just asking the same thing over and over and over again, like a check-in versus the same question. And I would, I have some people that want to do readings with me weekly. And I'm like, we don't need to do weekly. The cards are giving you a lot to work with. There's a lot of meat here. Or in my case, there's a lot of fish and shrimp here if you don't need <laughs> So you don't need to keep, you know, getting messages, getting messages, getting messages. At some point, you have to put those messages into practice and grow from them and heal from them. So I recommend people doing them like once a month for a check-in. I do them with myself weekly. But I'm, you know, I'm shooting the shit with myself and <laughs> with the goddesses I talk to all the time anyway. So it kind of doesn't have the same, it, I'm more into just listening to what they have to tell me as opposed to being like, what about what, what about this and this and this? I was, I was very much like that at the beginning, asking very specific things and wanting timelines and dates and numbers. <laughs> but now I'm just like, hey, what's your guidance for the week? Or hey, who's with me now? Or what message do I really need to hear? Like, let me know. I'm, you know, more open. So that goes back to, how I will approach people for the reading, I will ask, I will say, do you want to just do something general or do you have a topic you want to talk about with Oracle because we're talking about its guidance and it's kind of the meal versus the ingredients. I find that it's better to let the cards talk about, you know, what they already know they need to talk about and where it needs to go or to work within a topic because yeah, I say I did have the ability to tell you the day you're going to get married. There's probably a lot of really important information around that that you should also know. So let's focus on that and not just the end game. You know, the journey is just as important as the destination. That's something as witches that we definitely, definitely know. So I think I have covered all the things about how I do my readings. Um, this is one where there's a, where I'm talking a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm always talking a lot. But this is one that's going to be really good for if you have questions or you want to share with me how you do your readings, definitely the Facebook group or Twitter or the Bad Witch Podcast at gmail.com. Because there's a lot to talk about. This one, this is, you know, I don't always take notes. I don't know if you can tell. But this one I took notes for, but I feel like there's, even in talking, there's still so much stuff coming up. That I'm like, oh, I have to say this too. Um, so I do want to go into, <laughs> just, just for funsies, the readings that I, I don't want to say I don't like doing them, but they're the readings I look the least forward to. And I have, I have a reason why. It's not just, not just me being me. <laughs> so I really, um, okay, let me say it like this. When someone, and this is 50% of the time easy, comes to me and they want a reading about their love life, fine. We're all curious about that kind of stuff. Of of course, like, of course we are. Um, <laughs> so hard to say. The thing that I um, will try to steer the question away from is about the other person. I've had people ask me before, what is my boyfriend thinking? Honey, if I could tell you what a man was thinking, I would be rich and also probably horrified. <laughs> like, you're like, 
can help minge just inner thoughts. Um, or if it's, will my, do you, is this the person I'm supposed to be with? Will this person propose to me? You know, those kind of questions that are very valid and people do ask that stuff all the time and that's fine. What I hope to do with those love readings, as I call them, is that I hope that I can make the person understand that we have maybe 30 minutes together where it's okay for you to be purely selfish and to focus your energy on you and what you need to hear and not make it about someone else, even if you think that you're asking about yourself. You know, you're really channeling that energy away from yourself to an extent. And as we've said many times, we are complete people by ourselves. And, you know, being in a relationship is just kind of a wonderful accessory, like a nice Louis Vuitton bag. <laughs> I have to post that share interview in the Facebook group where she was talking about how her mom was like, oh, you know, don't you want to settle down with it and get a nice rich man? And she's like, mom, I am a rich man. <laughs> and she was like, being in a relationship is wonderful. I love love. Um, but, you know, it's like eating a piece of cake. Yeah, I enjoy cake, but I don't need it. <laughs> you know, it's not a necessity. And, you know, it's it's wonderful to be in love and it's wonderful to be in a relationship and want to have confirmation about it because we never have certainty about, well, that's, not we never have certainty, but there's a lot of things in life we don't have certainty about, or we just want to feel a little more confident about, and that's fine. But I would encourage if you are giving love readings to yourself, or if you're doing it for someone else, try to make it about the person and their life, and how that relationship is a part of their life, and not not focus if they're wanting to on the other person and how they feel, because it's about you. Like take that time to make something about you, and. To be self-involved in that moment, that's your reading. And those, like, you're connecting with the goddesses and the angels and have all this wonderful energy and these messages coming, then embrace them for you. You know, that time's not about anyone else. And I will also say this, <laughs> which may be the harshest thing. Mm, I did have a whole love episode, didn't I? <sighs> Let's not say harsh. This might be the most real thing I have said on this podcast thus far. People that are in happy relationships, in fulfilled relationships, in the right relationship, and I mean right in the sense of being with your soulmate, one of your soulmates, um, of being with someone that is meant to be in this place in this time, they don't, they aren't contemplating ending those relationships. I've had, and I say all this to say, I don't want anyone to come to me and like, not use their time wisely. If you are already, I've, I've had a lot of, <laughs> I've had a lot of readings where people will say, I've been with this person for all these years and I just, I don't know if I should still be with them. I don't, and they won't come out and say, I don't want to, but they'll be like, I don't know. I'm just feeling this way. Not like, you know, hemming and hawing. And the thing is, if you have to ask, a lot of the times you already have the answer. Um, that's the thing about readings. A lot of the time they're guidance that is a confirmation. Like you already know, you just want someone to let you know that you know. <laughs> and if that person happens to be a witch, that happens to be having goddesses and the messages down, you know, it makes you feel more confident in what you already know. But a lot of the times a reading is about a converse confirmation and you just want, you just want to know that you're on the right path and, and that's fine. But, you know, again, people in happy, fulfilling relationships that are meant to be in those relationships at that time aren't contemplating ending them. So let me just save you some time and money. If that's what you want to ask about, baby girl, go with your intuition because you already know, or, or baby boy or baby whomever, you already know. So, you know, don't, 
don't take this precious time when you're really tapped in and you're getting these answers and you have this space to commune, commune, um, have a conversation and ask questions that you already know the answers to. Unless it's a yes, no deck, but you know, knock it out. It's a quick answer. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but those, yeah, those are, I, I was going to say they're like my least favorite readings to do, but that's not true. I just want people to use their time wisely and um, to listen to their intuition because that's really important. And your cards, a lot of the time, will be confirming intuition. And just saying, listen to yourself. You know that you know. So go with it, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and then I'm trying to think if there's any other. No, I don't want to say that there's readings I don't like to do because I don't want to discourage anyone from coming to me. Um, but if I do get like seven, will my boyfriend propose to me in a row? I'm like, okay, <laughs> someone asked me something new. So let's do homework first. Um, gosh, I hope I've covered everything. There's so much to talk about with card reading. We're definitely gonna have to revisit this and um, talk about it some more because there's just so much there, you know. But let's talk about homework. If you already, <laughs> like I'm giving it out, like we're in different, uh, like AP classes or something. If you already have a deck. Um, I want you to pull a card for someone else. Uh, it can be someone in the Bad Witch group. It can be someone a part of our coven or your, your personal coven, um, at home. But just, if you're already really familiar with reading, I want you to take that time and that energy and that gift that you have and pay it forward. Like we always talk about. So offer to do some card pulls for someone or for, you know, a few people and put that energy out there. If you do not have a deck and you See, I don't want to say run out and purchase one because if you could be in a situation like me where you don't vibe with tarot or you go get Oracle because I've already said all these wonderful things about it and that's, you don't vibe with Oracle or tarot or you vibe with Oracle and not tarot or tarot and not Oracle. There's a lot of combinations. Um, so if you have not read and you do not have a deck, what I would do is because of, hmm. okay, here's what I would do. For homework, I would seek out a reading. So maybe we can all buddy up into, <laughs> and you know, and swap back and forth. I would say seek out a reading and kind of notice more of the minutiae in it this time because you are witches and you do you do know more than what is apparent to someone that isn't tapped in in the way that we are and aren't empaths in the way that we are. So yeah, I wouldn't, so your homework is either to get a reading. If you haven't ever had one before, absolutely do it. Or if you're feeling called and compelled by the tarot oracle thing, just to kind of, you know, be on the side of the person having the reading versus the person doing it and see what comes up and see what you notice now that we've kind of done a deep dive into it. And if you do have a deck, then I would say offer a reading to someone or to a few people and pull some cards out and maybe y'all can buddy up. That would be awesome. I. Ooh, I won't have my deck for another week still, but when I do, I will offer, um, I'll do some card pullings in the Facebook group. I just didn't pack my deck because I was really worried something would happen to it. And if something happens to that deck, I will be very crushed. Um, me and that deck are very, very aligned at this point. Oh, um, we talked about cleansing your deck after when you are done with the deck. When you feel like it has run its course and you are ready to move on to another deck and, you know, just kind of honor the one you had and, and, and cherish the energy and the moments you had with it. I, 
I have heard it of, of a few different ways. Um, one person told me that they burn their deck, but I could like never do that. It would crush me, and I just I don't know. I think it's kind of a you know, fire can be cleansing and ceremonial and beautiful, but can also be kind of harsh. And I, I wouldn't want to do it to my deck, especially because it's goddess aligned. So um, what I had suggested to me whenever I am ready to move on from this deck, whatever happens, because I love it so much, is to have it bound or have it framed so I can, like, keep it in my house and hang it somewhere so the energy can still be present from it. Um... Or to have it bound and so I can keep it like, you know, on my altar and next to things. Because I mine are like gold, um, what's it called? Gold gold leaves. <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but they're gold on this well they were. But I've, you know, shuffled them ten thousand times by now, so the edging is totally worn away. Some of the backs are peeling off. So they have definitely are worse for the wear. But I'm gonna go with them until, you know, they just crumble to dust in my hands. But that is um I know there some people have said burn. I, that's not what I would go with. I wouldn't want to destroy the cards. I think it's really important to keep them intact and to keep that part of your witch life intact from the time you spent with them. So I would suggest having them bound or having them framed so you can keep them, you know, around and still keep that positive energy around. Uh, yeah. So I had to say that we did homework. So we got to go to our stone of the week, which is our lovely, beautiful, a chrysocolla. <laughs> so fun to say. I hope we all go to like the witch store and get these stones I talk about. You say them in the ridiculous ways I do. So I, my very first time doing public readings, like public marathon readings, I went to my witch store where I got the cards and the like the really good stone store. And I was drawn to this bracelet and I thought it was turquoise. I love a turquoise moment, right? Triple water sign. I'm all about my turquoise hues. Anything green, blue, sea, sea colors I'm into. So I picked it up and I was like, oh, I have to have this. I was like, I was talking to one of the light workers there, best staff ever at Salon Sky. They're so, oh, so much good energy. They're so pure. And I was like, oh, I have to do readings for the first time, like public marathon readings. And um, I'm kind of nervous. And I was like, I found this bracelet. And I was like, do you think this would help? And he, I was, I think I even said like, it's turquoise, right? And he was like, oh, honey, that's Chrysocolla. So talk about a kismet moment. Talk about which, which is always being in the right place, the right time and things falling in place when you need to. This is what Chrysocolla represents. Literally, before anything else, it is a stone for communication. Isn't that crazy? So when you read the cards, you're obviously communicating the messages. And I, would, I was going into a situation where I was going to be communicating with lots of people. So I needed clarity of communication. I needed to make sure that I was receiving the messages clearly and that I was processing them and putting them out in a way that was helpful and meaningful to the people I was reading for. So it is a major stone for communication. <clears throat> and not only that, remember, I am reading goddess oracle cards, female energy. It is a stone that is for connecting with strong female energy, specifically goddess energy. <laughs> so your girl walks into the store, thinks it's a turquoise moment, pick up this gorgeous stone and it's chrysocolla and you know it. Listen, how many times do we have to say it? It all falls into place and it all fits where it's going to fit. How amazing and perfect is that? So yes, Chrysocolla is this beautiful green, blue stone. It can have tones of copper and gold in it, like a whole moment. And it's really wonderful for clear, concise communication, to being open to receiving messages specifically, 
working with female energies, bolstering female energies, protecting female energies, and specifically goddess energy. So if you're working with goddess cards, or if you work with the goddesses in any capacity, it's a wonderful, wonderful stone to have. And if you don't have a goddess deck like I do, but you're still, one of your, your skills, your gifts is, <coughs> don't give out on me now, boys. One of your skills or gifts is tarot card reading, you know, or delivering any other kind of messages. It creates such wonderful, clear, beautiful communication. So that is our stone of the week. We have our homework. We're going to be giving readings, getting readings, you know, just putting it out there, taking it in, seeing what messages we get and offering our services to each other as a coven because we're here to give and receive and uplift each other and, you know, just kind of test all this witch stuff out. That's the point of having a coven. You're not just by yourself, you know, trying to find a resource or trying to make sense of what you're able to do and what's happening. We have a coven so we can all come together and have community and support each other and, you know, be the bad, bad, bad witches that we are. So again, um, send me how you like to read your cards. Tell me about your tarot deck if you have one. If you have an oracle card deck, anything you want to talk about, just say hi. <laughs> you want to talk about Crete, we can talk about Greece for sure. Talk about all the food I've been eating. You want to talk about Bill Skarsgård, let's do it. I can always do that. Um, emails to thebadwitchpodcast at gmail.com. And we have the Facebook group, which just search Bad Witch. And um, I was thinking about adding a um, question that you have to answer to get in. But I can't think of anything yet. So, I mean, just request. <laughs> I don't have one yet, but I'll come up with something. So you just keep it a little tighter in there. I mean, not that there's been any issue, but, you know, as things grow, more people turn up. And we just want to make sure everyone has the coven's best interest in the heart and is there for the right reasons. And, um is down for the get down and is also a bad witch too. And then we have badwitch.com slash Patreon. If you want to become a patron, <laughs> I always say I want to become a Patreon. So that makes sense. If you want to become a patron, we have some really cool stuff. We have shout outs, which I'm so sorry I didn't do today. As soon as that website is back up, I will write all the names down. So I don't miss it for another episode. <laughs> I should have done anyway. Um, we have readings. We have witch mail. We have all the cards we talked about today. I work with both decks through Patreon. And so you can get um, monthly yes-no readings or monthly uh, a full Oracle card readings. So if you're really curious about this episode, this is a good time to sign up also because it's almost June 1st. And I, it's supposed to be like the best at the beginning of the month because it gives you, I don't know. It's, just sign up if you want to. If you don't, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> anyway, um, yes. So we have talked all about our cards. I'm sure we'll be revisiting this. I am off to Athens tomorrow, and I think I will record one more episode from Greece uh, before it's time to head home. So <laughs> hopefully I don't have um, the insane acoustics that I have now, but you know what? No matter what, we're going to make do. We're going we're gonna to get these episodes out, and we are going to practice our magic and get a little bit better and a little bit stronger with our magic and our witchcraft every week. I love you all so much. I am so happy you're all here. I cannot wait to talk to you over the course of this week after this episode goes out. And I uh, can't wait to talk to you next week as well when we hit our next witchy topic. Okay, I love you all. Um, and today was Memorial Day in the U.S., right? Memorial Day. Yeah, Memorial Day weekend. So I hope you were all very safe. Take care of each other. 
don't make any crazy rash decisions. Um, always do your best, be your best. And I'm proud of you and you deserve good. And say that every day, believe it every day, remember it, write it down, say it out loud, spelling is a spell, all that good stuff. Okay, blessed be, I love you. Until next time, goodbye.